Hey everyone, welcome to Coastal Noise. This is podcast number 63 with Melissa Mott and Beth O'Neill of the Mantras and Macros podcast. Um, really cool conversation with these girls. We talked all about nutrition, health, fitness. They both have some really incredible personal uh, journeys that kind of led them to where they are now. They're both CrossFit chicks and um, they just have a lot of cool stories and very knowledgeable about nutrition and different things. Um, Their podcast, Mantras and Macros, you can find it on their website, mantrasandmacros.com. They do some blogs there as well. And, um, you know, social media and, and, and Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, they're all out there. Um, and they're just pretty, uh, pretty consistent, you know, and it's great to see people that are involved um, from a nutritional and health standpoint, overall wellness. And uh, I just had a great time talking to them. And in fact, um, it looks like I'm going to be doing their podcast uh, maybe around beginning of May, May 1st, I think tentatively is what we have right now. So Go check out some of the links on the Coastal Noise podcast page. I have links to their websites and everything else. So if you enjoy this podcast, I highly recommend that you tune into the next one that I'm going to be doing with um, author of The Struggle is Real and nutritional coach Robbie D'Angelo. I'm really looking forward to sitting down with him and kind of continuing this conversation that uh, is going to kind of branch off about a lot of the subject matter that we talked about today. Um, on this episode. So I highly recommend you tune in to that. And then uh, also coming down the pipes, um, planning some other podcasts. Um, I think I'm going to be getting Jim Pinkston of Pinkston's Music in here pretty soon. He's uh, retiring, closing down the store, and he's a really cool guy, very knowledgeable about the music industry. Um, and uh, so watch for that coming down. And then I've got some other ideas, other guests in the works. So just uh, be on the lookout. You can follow me um, online, Stefan Lawson Music, on Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time. I got a Facebook. You know, you can find me there. And uh, yeah, we'll start the episode. This is number 63. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Rocking and rolling. Okay. We're ready to kick it off? Yeah, let's woo, do it. Woo. Get it out. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coastal Noise Podcast number 63. I'm with Melissa Mott and Beth O'Neill of the Mantras and Macros Podcast. Melissa Mott is a certified nutrition and wellness consultant and active CrossFitter, and Beth O'Neill is certified in CrossFit Level 1 and is a sports nutritional consult started crossfit in august 2014 and received her l1 in august of 2016 which is still pretty pretty soon that's a that's a recent development still so congratulations on that thank that's pretty you. cool thank you and you currently teach crossfit classes and boot camp classes at crossfit portside i sure do very sure cool do. very cool well welcome both ladies thank you. welcome to the show thank you for having us did i get everything in that intro <laughs> right did i say anything wrong what I mean, say? there's a lot more about us than that. <laughs> and we are going to get into that. We will definitely get into that. Um, well, this is really cool that we're meeting like this because um, I was just recently going through social media, you know, um, looking for local people that were doing interesting things. And uh, in the four years that I've been doing this podcast, I always encourage anybody who shows any interest at all to start a podcast. And despite doing that over and over again, and the, the level of entry being very easy and people having lots of passions and um, 
things like that. I still don't see a lot crop up around here and, and actually stay consistent. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine my surprise when I'm looking around and I find you two who are both not only very passionate, obviously, and involved both on a local level and a personal level in nutrition and fitness, but also running a podcast that you appear to be putting out on a a regular schedule Mm -hmm. and you're sharing information, you're giving advice to people and um, just sharing your own experiences in hopes that you can kind of make changes for other people, which I think is huge because like we were talking about earlier before we came in here, there's so much content out there um, and everybody has access to it on their phones and on their computers And unfortunately, that content is not always good. You know, there's a lot of, you know, we get wrapped up in the news and the events that are constantly going on. Um, So for me, I love it when I see outlets out there like what you two are doing Mm -hmm. um, to share, you know, positive advice and knowledge on the subject that um, is directly related to people's everyday personal well-being. Um, information that folks can really use to better their lives and hopefully move forward and share their positive experiences with others and maybe even empower somebody else to make those big changes because um, both of you come from places of big changes. I mean, I've read your bios on your website and uh, looked at your pictures and I mean, you both made remarkable you know, transformations over the years and it's really impressive stuff. So Thanks. congrats Thank to you. both of you. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. In that respect. So um, there's... A lot that, you know, we could obviously talk about here. So I want to start things off by um, talking a little about about those backgrounds that you have and um, you came to be where you're at now. And I'd like to do that first by directing a question to you, Melissa, Mm -hmm. um, because it deals with one of the major themes um, that we'll probably talk about today, which is kind of maintaining a wholesome diet Mm -hmm. um, with the right with the right foods. Um, On your website, you state that I started my weight loss journey in 2009. You lost 70 pounds and slowly learned the difference between dieting and creating a sustainable, healthy relationship with whole foods. Mm -hmm. And you put the word dieting in quotation marks. And can you explain to people a little bit more about what you mean by um, the typical idea of dieting versus the sustainable relationship with quality foods that you're referring to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've all seen and heard people in our lives that are on some different diet. It usually has a name. It usually has a set of rules and restrictions or um, a plan. And I mean, that while that can, I don't know, I guess they have their places, but I'm starting to feel like maybe that's not even true anymore. But everybody has done crash dieting. And I think with my background specifically, um, it was, it's, it's not sustainable. You can do a program with a set of rules and see results maybe quickly, um, but unless you can follow that set of rules for the rest of your life, that's not something that's sustain that's sustainable for you. So when you're talking about wanting to, m- most people when they want to lose weight, they obviously want to keep it off, right? Nobody wants to lose weight with the in- intention of putting it right back on. So you can't do something temporary and expect that to to be a forever type of change. So we talk about dieting a lot because especially in our area, it's almost way more accepted than the actual lifestyle change itself. Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, I go to if back before I really was living this lifestyle for a long time, I would go to a a dinner with family. And if I said, Oh, I'm doing Weight Watchers, and I'm counting points, my behaviors were totally understood and accepted. But if I said, you know, now that I have been living this lifestyle for a long time, I get a lot more 
I I don't want to say like flack, but like people pick on me a lot more, ask questions. Like the idea of me just eating this way as a choice long term is, is almost crazy to people, especially in this area. And so I don't know when we talk about dieting, it's just, do you, do you really want to, you know, do something that's a not healthy and b not sustainable. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know, I guess that that's really what it comes down to. Dieting is just something that we try really hard to keep people away from and, or, or to pull people out of really Mm -hmm. more of a lifestyle change as opposed to a fad kind of thing. You know, right. Mm -hmm. We live in a marketed society, so we see a lot of stuff that, um, kind of comes and goes, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of it's well intended, but um, also some of it's for it can be for profit, you know. People are just oh, trying, to, trying to get yeah. you on board with something, oh, yeah, you know. Um, and it's kind of hard to navigate those waters and and keep people motivated to to go the lifestyle of of actually making the switch, yeah, that they can sustain with, you know. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, they, I don't know, that they're short term goals, right? Mm -hmm. They just want to lose that weight for a certain event or something that they have coming up a wedding or a dance or something (laughs) like that. We've said that so many times. Yeah. 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 And instead of actually wanting to, you know, keep it where it, where it should be, you know, um, People don't want to eat celery their whole lives for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah, people don't you know? have to. That's what we yeah. try to tell everybody. It's not about that. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I work as a nutrition consultant. That's what I do during the day. I work at an internist office here, and he specializes in nutrition. And I see a lot of people who know that he has had success with, with patients with weight loss and other, you know, diseases and symptoms associated with obesity or, you know, that kind of thing. And so many people seek this doctor for treatment and you know our services and they say well I have a wedding coming up I have um you know I'm going on a cruise or this vacation and I want to lose 20 30 pounds whatever the number is and mm-hmm. I always you know I always have to kind of have that conversation like well you know are you wanting to do this because you want to look good in a bikini for a week and then go back to your old habits or do you want to do this because you know for your long-term health and so it's just you know fighting that fighting that mentality is going to be a lifelong task Mm -hmm. you know and that's just that's just something that whenever you do live a lifestyle you and you choose to be a representative of that lifestyle that's just something that you have to be prepared to keep saying over and over again so beth i want to transition to you also on the website Mm -hmm. um it talk you guys talk a little bit about your podcast um with you melissa kind of representing the the mantra side of (laughs) Uh, with an emphasis on kind of mindset and mental health and uh, Beth often giving a voice to macro counting with your years of experience using that mm-hmm. those types of methods in your transformation. Can you explain to people what exactly macro counting is and why it was helpful to you? Okay, so um, macronutrients or macros are going to be protein, fat, and carbs. Mm-hmm. So I found counting macros um, or flexible dieting a couple years ago, actually, through, of all things, Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I wanted to change my eating habits, but I didn't quite know what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So I started doing CrossFit, and I found this method called flexible dieting. And the whole goal is to be able to eat as much as possible while still maintaining your goals. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to be able to eat eat a certain number of protein, fat, and carbs per day, and either you're losing weight, you're maintaining, or you're gaining weight. 
Um, so you calculate your macros based on your TDEE, which is your total daily en- energy expendable. Um, so anyway, so you calculate your, your macros and your TDEE, and then you just follow your macronutrients. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that about two years ago, and I've had a lot of success um, mm-hmm. counting macros, and that's how I lost my weight and have been able to keep it off, mm-hmm. thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now y'all are both very much into CrossFitting, right? Yes. Y'all are, are you are you pretty engaged? Oh you? yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how Beth and I met, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's how this came to be. And I would say, I mean, I'm not a coach or anything. I'm not a trainer, but I do. Um, it's definitely changed my relationship with exercise. So I'd mm-hmm. say say things are pretty serious. What is about crossfitting <laughs> that's so appealing to both of y'all? Because I've had a little experience. I, I was in a CrossFit gym <laughs> for a couple months. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and I thought uh, for me it was one of the most difficult forms of exercises. Yes. You know, but that's, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working harder than I'd worked in years. You mm-hmm. know, um, the way they push you, the just the variety of things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very intense, and I mean, you just feel great afterwards. You know, great in quotation marks, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. I, I mean, I love that it's challenge for me. It's that it's challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, every day it's something different mm-hmm. and you can have a really great workout one day and be on, like, honestly, you can have a great workout one day and be on top of the world. And then the next day you are completely humbled <laughs> because <laughs> so your, your life is turned upside down by the super hard workout, yeah. you know, and then the next day, maybe, you know, you're back on top of the world again. But mm-hmm. every day it's going to be different and it really pushes you to the limits. I mean, I've done things that I never thought I would do. I mean, I can do like handstands. I'm an adult person. <laughs> Who does handstands as an adult? You know. Mm-hmm. Or how about those handstand push-ups? Yeah, handstand push-ups. I mean, what? You know, in what other sport do people do that? You know, mm-hmm. as an adult. You know, I'm not a gymnast. I've never been an athlete before, but that's something that I can do now, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's why I love it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, you know, before I found CrossFit, I was always. Like just searching for the next the the next best way to stay thin. I mean, that's really for me what exercise always was because I was never athletic as a kid, or even as an adolescent. Mm-hmm. I found, I would say, I found fitness. You know, as I started to lose weight and try to better my lifestyle. But still, for a long time after that, I never enjoyed exercise. I never. I never felt good afterwards. It was just going to the gym, staying on the treadmill for as long as I needed to to burn however many calories I thought I needed to burn that day mm-hmm. because I was had this transactional relationship with food and exercise. Mm-hmm. And one thing that is really great about CrossFit is that on top of everything that you guys both just said about the variety and the intensity and how challenging it is, it's also, it doesn't feel really like exercise. It feels like a sport. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I never felt growing up. Um, you feel invested in it in a way that's more than just trying to look a certain way. Um, And I feel like for a lot of people, and women especially, but a lot of people exercise because they want to look a certain way. And sure, there's an aspect there where people want to exercise because they want to be healthy, and that's always part of it. But for most people, you know, we exercise to kind of look a certain way, or for a lot of women anyway. Mm -hmm. And stepping in the CrossFit gym, you know, I never thought I would ever care whether I could do a pull-up or how much I could squat or, you know, I never thought I would care about those things but it's so it's so rewarding and it's it's helped me grow so much mentally too um and it's not just exercise and on top of that the community is I was amazing just gonna say, yeah. yeah i was hoping you guys would comment on that i mean the the communities of crossfit what what can you say about them i mean 
They're phenomenal, right? Well, it's so supportive. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. really is. And it's, I mean, it's worldwide. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I travel a lot. And, you know, whenever I go out of town on vacation, I'll drop into a box, you know, somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. and they welcome you with open arms. You're always introduced to everybody. I mean, everyone is just so kind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, I've been to boxes all over um, New England and then here on the coast and then in, you know, New Orleans. But I've also, I've been to Dubai before, you know, on the other side of the world. And it was the same thing. You're welcomed with open arms. So I think that the community is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you get to see a lot of people who make interesting, you know, big transformations too. Oh, and yeah. It's got to be rewarding to see that as well. Yeah. 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 It's so funny because CrossFit, for me, I know before I started, I was so intimidated by it. I was like, there's no way True. I could ever do this. It's so hard. Look at the kind of people who go. And it's so funny that for it to be so intimidating, it's literally the most. The, oh, I don't know how to say it, but like the least judgment I've ever felt when exercising, truly. I mean, going into Planet Fitness and busting your butt on the tr- the elliptical or the treadmill for an hour is way more intimidating to me now than going into a CrossFit box, mm-hmm. whether I know everyone or no one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because I know the attitude behind it, everyone is happy that you're there and happy that you're putting in work and they don't care what your skill level is. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. So- Excuse me. Let's talk a little bit uh, more about your podcast. How did you two come come together to work on that project? Um, Beth and I. So Beth and I have known each other for I guess a couple years now. Basically, mm-hmm. since I started at CrossFit Portside, yeah. so about two years. Um, back, I guess I want to say in August of last year, 2016, I just decided to start a podcast one day. I um, I've always kind of had like an online presence. I have a photography business, and so I've blogged doing that for a while. And I got really into podcasts, just listening to podcasts um, through my interest in nutrition. I was just listening to a lot of nutrition podcasts and found um, found like how fun they are to listen to. You know, you find one that you really like and you enjoy the people's personalities and it just like you become part of it. And so I just really liked that. And one day I thought, like, I want to do that. You know, <laughs> I've always tried to find my place like on the internet, like where I belong and wanted to create a presence. And especially as I was growing this really strong passion for nutrition and turning it into a career, I just thought what better like platform than that. And so I had Beth on really early on, like, I guess like episode four. Yeah. Like I think it was episode four is right after I got my L1. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I realized like four episodes and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't do this by myself. <laughs> Every single week, I got to have somebody else. And so Beth and I, I mean, we really didn't even know each other that well, honestly. I mean, before you came on. And I just, we've just, it's easy for us. Like, I think we have so much in common Mm -hmm. and we just kind of understand each other in a way that I think a lot of other people at my gym wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just, it was just really easy. So we had, I had her on for a lot of episodes and it became like a pretty regular thing. Mm Where I was like, it just makes sense to make her like officially part of it because mm-hmm. it was becoming, it was like growing around her because she was a fixture of it. Mm-hmm. And so it was just pretty natural how it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've been officially recording together. She's been officially part of Mantras and Mackers for about a month now, but unofficially longer than that. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. been an amazing ride. Yeah. But, but it's right. It's true though. I mean, we didn't know each other. We knew each other at the gym, but we didn't know. I didn't know anything about you. Well, no, we like learned about each other. By recording, like, like through podcasting. That's how mm-hmm. I learned your weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm sure, how you learned mine. Right. You know, isn't that amazing? I think mm-hmm. it's cool. Podcasting brings, brings <laughs> you together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
Now you're you're both you know you you've had your 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 obstacles to overcome. What do you think were the most? What were the biggest <laughs> obstacles in your journeys of of what you were trying to you know where you were trying to get to? What what were the things that were most in your way? Myself. Yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah. first thing I was thinking of too. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, isn't that usually what it when it boils down to? It's kind it of was... an inner mentality or habits I mean or, yeah. or way of thinking like Self-doubt. thinking thinking exactly. CrossFit is this really hard thing yeah. or whatever or um sticking to I mean just the willpower I mean it was just it was all it's I stood in my own way I you know I'd make a step forward and then I'd fall two steps back but it was me mm-hmm. you know when I was losing the weight and then trying to keep it off it was all me mm-hmm. I would just kept getting my own way you know, I just and then it it finally it finally clicked. Uh, it took a very long time, but I decided that like I didn't have to live like that anymore. Like I didn't have to be unhappy. You know, I could I could work out and not kill myself doing it. I could eat without trying to starve myself, or conversely, like binge and then not eat the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just decided that you know you're not supposed to you're not supposed to live like that. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have more in life and be happy. And yeah, I just got out of my own damn way. And yeah, here we are. There's, there's so much mentality that goes into living a healthy lifestyle. And I mm-hmm. think that's why a lot of people are unable to really like sustain it for a long time because they think it's this, it's this set of actions. It's like a, it's like actionable steps and that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's so much more of a psychological transformation, really, if you really want to change who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for me, it still is every day. I mean, I still, if you listen to the podcast, you can see, you can hear me struggling with things all the time, like these new methods I'm trying or these new things that I'm trying to tell myself, because really in order to change like the core of who you are, like you can't just eat something different and do something different every day. You have to like, you have to decide every day to change from the inside out too. And it has to be, and it has to be this, this little bit of effort that you put in every single day. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know that, which I didn't know that for a really long time, I mean, Mm -hmm. this is nine, almost nine years later, we're talking, it's taken me a decade to even get to the point where I realized that mindset is such a huge key factor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think every person kind of has their own set of actionable steps. And I think, you know, you can't ever do everything right from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But you have to be prepared to truly change the way that you think if you want to make a change in your life. And mm-hmm. so I think that was probably the biggest challenge is figuring out how to do that and how to keep doing that. Because mm-hmm. you can do it for a little while and then fall back into your old ways really easy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just try to see a big picture, you mm-hmm. know, just like we talked earlier about, you know, this isn't a crash diet. Like we weren't trying, neither of us were trying to lose 10 pounds to fit in a bikini. I mean, we wanted to really dedicate some time and change our lives. You know, we wanted to live longer, live healthier lives. And so trying to see that bigger picture, I think is what helped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are so many variables in it too, you know, People think if I just adopt this diet and I stick with it, you know, that'll, but I mean, there's really, there's a lot of things. There's the inner voice, there's um, getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. you know, there's not overtraining. Some people, oh, will, some people will get gun ho and uh, abuse their body that way. Um, and then, you know, there are people who think, well, if I just go to the doctor, maybe there's a pill for me, you <sighs> know, and, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, I work at a doctor's office. I'm, I feel you on that one. Yeah. And I've worked in the medical field too. And I know the same, the same thing. And you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard figuring out like who has a legitimate condition and like uh, a chemical imbalance and who really needs this. And Mm -hmm. um, is this something that will handicap a person or improve their life generally and make them which is, I guess, why you go 10 years to medical school to make those calls or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, but um, but it's tough. Um, I know for me, like, sleep was one of the big things I struggled with, like, eight years in insomniac. Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I had my period of trying to figure out how to get that together. And it was just recently, uh, since this past August, that I started getting it together finally. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, I just kind of dug my my nails in and mm-hmm. stood my ground and figured it out and ended up going through a lot of um, nights that that were just two or three hours at a time asleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. But telling myself I was just going to do it this way and and get it on track. Um, and it goes back to like you know not looking at your cell phone after a certain hour. Um, or exposing yourself to a lot of blue, blue light. light. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got the glasses, a little orange glasses. I do. Glasses. They're nerdy <laughs> or re- weird looking, I should say, is more. Um, I have um, the Cyclops looking ones or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, it really the, does help having like a routine. I feel like it bed. does. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you, I mean, it's real easy to tell too, because when you take them off, if you take them off in front of lights, like you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know? So it just feels more, you know calm down yeah we've started kind of doing that in our house at night like i've been trying to turn off the overhead lights Mm -hmm. early you know like an hour or so before bed and Mm -hmm. trying to you know stay away from the phones the phone is like such a big deal like you gotta it's so hard to put it down and stay away from it but like in order to truly wind down you really need to yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's hard yeah beth is probably better at that than me well yeah i try not to like it i sound like a crazy person but i try not to like get on like Facebook or social media a lot like after work because I'm 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 at a computer all day mm-hmm. yeah you know it's yeah. like I creep enough on yeah. the internet during, <laughs> during the day yeah. so I try to turn it off at night and not just not con- you know just be on it all evening and, and all weekend but you know in my fits of boredom then I get on it and it does it'll keep me up mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I try to uh, make a habit of just reading at night, you that's, know, that's putting it good. away and reading. Yeah. Because that way, um, I'm, you know, a lot of people might watch TV at night to kind of wind mm-hmm. down. But I tell myself if I really want to, like, I'm always looking for, like, what is the most optimal thing that I could do? Mm-hmm. Reading a book with dim light, you know, with I my glasses on. I see on. that in movies. It looks very relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see that in movies. <laughs> People do that in movies, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> um, so what are some questions uh, you guys get most from people looking to make lifestyle changes? I mean, do people approach you with questions? Do you have certain advice that you like to give people to kind of help them on their path, get them kick-started? I, you, you want to go ahead? Oh, no, you can start. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's not so much a question that I hear a lot, but it's something that I do hear a lot that I think it sets, sets it apart as people saying, you're so lucky. Um, you know, if I'm talking to a patient at work or if I'm talking with someone who 
who really wants to make a change, they always, when they hear what I've, what I've done and the transformation that I've made, they always say, Oh, you're so lucky. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, it kind of is offensive a little bit in a way because I'm not lucky at all. It's taken a ton of hard work. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's one of the biggest, I guess it's not a question, but it's a misconception is that there's this, you know, you see people's before and afters all the time. You know, you you scroll through social media, you see before and afters left and right, and there's a set of people out there who think, oh well, I could never do that because that's just not the kind of person that I am, right? Um, we had a, one of our friends on the podcast recently, and she is one of those before and after pictures on it's mm-hmm. on Facebook now. You know, she's really dedicated the last probably six months of her life to eating really well consistently and getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning three days a week and going to boot camp. And she's become one of those before and afters. And she said, I never thought that I could be. I never thought that I was that kind of person that could do that. I just thought that there were these other kind of people that did that those things. And then there was me, and that was never an option for me. And I just thought those people were lucky. And I think what it comes down to is just putting in the work. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't think that you are an exception to the rule and that you're you're special and that you can't do that. I mean, a lot of it is, I don't want to say a lot of it is laziness. A lot of it is also insecurity and um, self-doubt. And so those two things coming together, you know, we tend to make up excuses for ourselves whenever we're not putting in a hundred percent. And I think recognizing that and kind of, and kind of stepping away from that, you won't be that person that says, Oh, they're so lucky. You Mm -hmm. can be like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm so, I'm so lucky or I'm so awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was I, the first thing that came to my mind. It's not even really a question, <laughs> but no, no, it's true. But a lot of a lot of times, people in the gym will ask me, like, if they see me working out and they've seen me coach a class or something before. Well, Beth, how many times do you work out a week? And you know, what do you eat? And so sometimes I'll try to have like just a real quick like conversation, like, well, you know, I work out X number of days a week. This is what I eat. This is why. You know, what are you doing? And then they'll say, well, I want to lose weight or my favorite is when somebody just wants to tone, but <laughs> they that's, don't want to get bulky. Yeah, they don't want to get bulky. They just want to tone up. But anyway, um, you know, they they just want to tone. They just want to lose that five spot pounds or whatever. Well, okay. Well, what are you eating? Well, you know, I don't know. Brooklyn's. Yeah, I go to Brooklyn's and then I go to McAllister's and I have a salad with uh, you know two cups of ranch and then I drink you know six beers a night. It's like, well, <laughs> I mean, you don't. Changing your lifestyle doesn't have to be like excruciating, but you do have to change to change something. Mm. If if you're not happy, then you need to change something. Obviously, Mm. this isn't working or this isn't what you want. So, you know, why don't you want to change? Like, Mm. why why is this why is this mediocrity, you know, good enough for you? Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't good enough for me. So that's why I changed my life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what I get a lot is, well, you know. And yeah. it's like, you just do what everybody just, always tells you that you have to do. Exactly. You have to eat well and move. You have to, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just no magic recipe. Make changes. You just have to do it. Make yeah. changes. No big deal. I mean, it's not, there's no secret answer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I knew the the magic answer, you know, 15 years ago, I wouldn't <laughs> this, I wouldn't have gotten to where I was. It would have been a lot easier, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would have saved a lot of time and energy and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Well, also, it's really easy to 
you know, I, I don't want to sit here and, and be mean about it and like point fingers at people who don't want to quote unquote put in the work, but it's really easy to, to see what you only what you want to see, you know, and that goes for even me now. Like we talk all the time. We go through phases where we're happy with maintaining where we are and we feel good. And we go through phases where we're ready to kind of dial things in a little bit more mm-hmm. and maybe meet another small goal that we have in mind. And I have to call myself out all the time. You know, I, I say, how many times do I say, oh, well, I'm doing everything right. You know, I'm doing everything right. I've been living this healthy lifestyle. But, you know, am but, I? It's Exactly. Easy. When you examine. When really, I look at my day, like, okay, yeah. well, I had two glasses of wine on a Tuesday. For what reason? You know, those are the little things that keep you from meeting your goal. That's not to say that you can't do those things and still live a pretty healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But if you're reaching for really specific goals, then you do have to change something and put forth a little more effort. Exactly. It gets a little bit harder. You have to examine what you're doing. You have to be brutally, totally honest with yourself Mm -hmm. because it's really easy to think that you're doing everything right and when in reality you're not doing everything that you can do if this Mm -hmm. is your set of goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it's a difficult balance because we preach a lot about finding a happy place where you don't live in under restriction constantly and you don't feel like you have to be in the gym every single day of the week so that you can live a happy, healthy, balanced lifestyle. But it also comes down to what your goals are. Mm -hmm. Are your goals maintenance or your goals, you know, to to kind of dial things in and Mm -hmm. and sort of get to the next level, reach that next goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just take some Mm self-examination. Sure. I wanted to ask you guys about some some supplement stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on supplements? Like that's the other question people ask us all the time. Yeah, yeah, like multivitamins <laughs> and, and protein powders and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Because I'm I'm kind of torn in a lot of a lot of respects. Like, um, if you pick up a protein uh, thing, mm-hmm. like just a whatever, like you'll see it a lot of times. It's what uh, Mark Sesson calls. Uh, Franken foods. Mm-hmm. It's like you like Mark Sisson. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, Mark's Daily Apple. Holler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Beth? Well, I okay. So a lot. There's a lot of foods that are in like a gas station that mm-hmm. are called protein bars <laughs> that are just full of just absolute. They're crap. candy bars. Yeah, no, it is candy, yeah. and there's six grams of protein. Mm-hmm. That's and, and that's 15, irrelevant. Fifteen grams of sugar. Yeah, fifteen grams of or sugar. More. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, twenty grams of fat, and then forty carbs. I mean, mm-hmm. how is that a protein bar whatsoever? Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I love to eat. I would much prefer to eat protein than to take protein powders or take bars as a mm-hmm. supplement, but. I do drink protein shakes um, as recovery, sometimes after like brutal workouts, Mm -hmm. but I tend to just rather eat instead of, you know, have bars and all this other kind of nonsense. Mm -hmm. I do take multivitamins um, and magnesium and fish oil and vitamin C. I do take all that kind of stuff, but my viewpoint is always to eat. (laughs) Which is is an honest thing that a lot of people... Um, if they have the wrong mindset, we'll go, all right, well, I just worked out, you know, and uh, I'm going to keep that going by not eating. Oh, heck you know? no. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is not the way to go. No, you know? it's not. No, after you eat, then you need to recover. You need to have carbs, well, first that, of all. That was five years ago, Beth and Melissa, though. If we're, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's part, like, that's part of a lot of people who think they're doing the right thing mm-hmm. go through that. Yeah. So, you know, burn X number of, you know, some sort of completely inaccurate um, number of calories on a treadmill or on an obstacle and then just not eat for two hours and 
then you're burning more calories and all this kind of stuff. Makes me hungry just thinking about it. Yeah. But <laughs> but no, like uh, older and wiser, Beth and Melissa, know that you need to eat real food, mm-hmm. quality food. Mm-hmm. And if you supplement, then you can supplement. But it needs to be good quality protein powders. Um, you know, if you do bars, you need to make sure that they're not full of sugar and just full of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, supplements are are just that. It's a supplementation. So if it's being used responsibly as a supplementation and it's a high-quality supplement, then I can see where they have their use. Um, you know, I, I do take – I take fish oil every day and I take vitamin D. And I kind of take high amounts of vitamin D, but that's a prescription from my doctor for a certain, you know, reason. And that's because I've tested, I've had labs done and stuff like that. Um I know a lot of people who want to just fill up their cupboard with supplements because they've read some article about this and some article about that and the benefits of all these things. And um, I don't I don't take supplements left and right like that. I take the ones that I take for the reasons that I take them. And then as far as protein and supplements and stuff like that goes, I mean, I do. And, you know, coming from a macro background where you're counting macros, you do aim for a certain amount of protein and carbs and fat every day. Mm -hmm. And if that is the appropriate number for you based on the amount of activity that you're doing, sometimes it's hard to eat that much protein because, you know, I'm aiming every day for 145 grams of protein around there. And that's a lot of chicken. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, that's a lot of chicken. That's a lot of actual food. And if I'm in the if I'm in a position where, you know, I missed like I didn't prep my lunch that day or something and I and I know that I didn't get enough protein for the day. I might supplement with protein. Or if I'm leaving the gym after a really hard workout like mm-hmm. Beth said and I know that I'm not going to be able to eat an actual meal in the next hour, I'll maybe have a protein shake. Um but for the most part, I agree with what she said as long as it's clean and you know whatever clean means to you, as long as it doesn't have a ton of sugar and it's derived from natural things i think that they have their place yeah Mm -hmm. just not relying on them as right you don't want that to be your soul not a meal protein yeah not a meal replacement yeah it's a supplement and we have girls in our in our group coaching we do like macro group coaching and we have a lot of people asking about supplements because a lot of these girls are coming from eating you know grilled chicken salads for lunch every day and not really getting enough protein or food in general and not knowing how, you know, how do I go from eating this to double the amount of protein, you know, double the amount of protein that I need. And in those situations, you know, they're going to have to supplement a little bit until they have figured out how they're going to eat that way, because Mm -hmm. that takes some time. You can't just change the entire structure of your nutrition overnight. Mm -hmm. So are y'all both active counters right now? Do y'all like count your daily proteins and calories and things like that? (laughs) Beth. Has just, um, I saw it in my fitness pal the other day. She has logged every day for 765 days, 25 days, 725 days. Wow. Everything that I eat. Wow. Good, every day, every, everything. Wow. But I just dedication. (laughs) Yeah. I have tried to do those things like, um, and I've, I've found an app. I can't remember what it was, but. I mean, they've they've really streamlined it. I remember years ago, I was trying to do it to up calorie intake. Mm-hmm. And it was like before, I might have had a smartphone, but uh, the technology, the apps were probably not there mm-hmm. quite yet. So I was doing it by like pen and paper and notebook. Mm-hmm. And after a couple 
weeks, I was like, man, forget this, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of work. But now, um, the last time I, I tried using one of those things, maybe a year ago, I mean, it's real easy. You can just scan a barcode yeah. and it'll pop up the product name and like all the information and it'll just log it in, you know? It does. You can do general searches, mm-hmm. you know, how much is 80% dark chocolate, one, um, you know, one 10, ten grand. Yeah. yeah. And it'll, uh, yeah. it's all there. So it's, yeah, it's, I, I weigh and measure and log everything that I eat. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I do it for, for data purposes because I have been counting macros for so long and I need to, I mean, honestly, I want to see how my body responds. I, this is going to sound crazy. I didn't know that I ate like a high sodium diet until mm-hmm. I started counting macros and starting actually looking at it. Mm. And I was eating, you know, before I started eating, more cleanly i was just kind of eating you know deli meats and cheeses and just kind of whatever just to hit my numbers and then i just started to look at my diet and my weight and it's like well why am i not losing weight why am i just feeling kind of gross you know i'm hitting my numbers and i started to kind of more uh drill down more well no wonder i'm feeling terrible because i'm eating like five thousand milligrams of sodium a day Mm. you know so just being able to see that data trend mm-hmm. for the past 725 days is kind of, I mean, I think it's interesting. Maybe I'm just like a number nerd, but, you know, I can I can see average numbers of, you know, my carbs for the past week or for the past month and I can or see how much. 725 days. Okay, <laughs> that's enough. But yeah, I can see like, I can see my intake and I can look at my weight and see my weight going up or down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at my fat content and see if my weight's going up and down. And, you know, I mean, even my mood, you know, am I not eating enough or am I eating, sleep, you know, sleep patterns? Yeah, sleep patterns. So I can mm-hmm. kind of just track how my life has been going by my fitness pal. I mean, food mm-hmm. obviously is, that's an integral part of your life. Mm-hmm. And I can see different patterns of my life based in this app. Yeah. Is that crazy? Not at all. Not <laughs> it's at actually all. quite philosophical. 725 days. I mean, it's true, though. Is it, I mean, which is only like two years, you know? I mean, you say <laughs> 700, it sounds, it, it's, it's a lot, you know? Yeah. But I mean, for somebody who's serious and trying to make a lifestyle mm-hmm. habit of it, uh, and I mean, I, I think that's great. That's a, a method that more people should adopt and, you know, do thousands of days, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. eventually in the future, I think it'll be so easy. Um, you know, we'll probably you know i don't know the technology is just going to keep progressing like people always there's always demand to make mm-hmm. fitness and diet um recording easier so the technology is just going to evolve with it you know with people's demands and it'll get to the point where um like everybody will everybody will be doing it flawlessly mm-hmm. uh, or, or without thought rather um so that's great I well, mean, and it's i mean it's so easy to me mm-hmm. i mean well i mean because it's second nature. Because mm-hmm. I do. I, I meal prep and I log on my food. I mean, if I go on vacation I don't and I don't meal prep or if I go out of town for a day or, you know, and do something, I just kind of try to eat intuitively, you know, then, you know, I might be able to get close to my carbs and maybe to my fat, but I'm not going to hit my protein. Mm-hmm. If I don't have prepped foods and I'm not going to eat <laughs> all the... <laughs> All the chicken that I normally eat every day, which is an obscene amount of chicken. It's it's horrific. I have a problem. <laughs> Beth and I have pretty different opinions about macro counting, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's why she's the, the mantras and I'm the macros. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think what she's doing is amazing. I could literally never do that. Yeah. And I think it 
comes down to personality a lot because, um, and, and history and eating history, because I mean, I come from a pretty overly restrictive and kind of disordered eating past. So for me, that sends me into a tailspin. Mm -hmm. I've macro counted and I think it is an amazing tool. I would have never, ever had a realistic idea of what my body needs as far as energy goes. Um, but for me, I, I can't, I can't count and log and weigh for any extended period of time. Now, if I get kind of off track and I feel like I need to kind of like rein things in, I'll do it for a week or two weeks to kind of get that visual again of like, these are what my meals should look like. And this is what it means to properly fuel my body. Um, but for me, it's so mental, you know, mm -hmm. it's, everything is so mental. So if I feel like I'm putting myself into this little box of like what I have to eat every day, that, that is not what my healthy lifestyle looks like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's really cool though. Now macro counting is for everyone in terms of like actual science and how mm -hmm. it works for each individual person. Um, because like I said, I would have never known what my meals should have looked like or what actual like realistic portions of protein for me based on my height and my weight and my activity level. I would have never known how to do that. And it's really cool how you can do that for however long you decide to do it. You know, Beth has been doing it for two years now. She's never, ever going to lose sight of that, probably. That's probably something that's so ingrained in her mm -hmm. that as long as she lives, she's always going to know how to eat, you know, and that might change over time. You know, the older you get, you, the more your body and your your physiological, you know, you change, it will change. Her needs will change, but she'll always have that intuitive like instinct of how to eat, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's great. That's why we kind of, and, and for another reason, we use macro counting with, you know, people that we, that we counsel and coach is that everybody wants to do it. Mm -hmm. I it's mean, it's super popular. It's yeah. really popular right now. And, um, it's because it works. Yeah. It yields results. Yeah. yeah. It's not the best thing to give to somebody, you know, that has a disordered eating past or maybe a, a history of over restriction or, you know, problems with that kind of eating. It's not the best thing to give to that person. Um, but it can, it can be an extremely useful tool to show anyone what it means to realistically eat. Because if you're counting macros, it's, you're probably, and this is a generalization, but if you're counting macros, you're probably eating more than you would be if you were like a calorie counter, or if you oh, were doing yeah. Weight Watchers. Now I've seen macro programs mm -hmm. out there that are geared toward like bikini competitors that have you on pretty low calories and pretty low carbs. But for the most part, a healthy macro program is going to have you eating a lot more food than you think you need, which is great mm -hmm. because people don't realize what it takes to actually fuel an active lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. That's been the biggest factor for our our clients is like actually seeing like, wow, I need that many calories a day. Yeah, really? Like I can eat this. I can eat this many carbs. And like it, I'm used to not eating carbs at all. Like, wow, I can eat bread or I can eat yogurt or cheese. You know, they can eat all these things. That they, rice. Like people are like, what? I can have rice. Yeah. I can have sweet potatoes. What? I didn't think I could have that and, and lose weight. It's like, well, you can, it's just a matter of portion size and you know how much you're eating. Mm -hmm. So when we try to also, um, I mean, we, we like, obviously, we do counsel people with macros, but also further have, you know, try to steer people towards clean eating, counting macros, mm -hmm. rather than a truly, if it fits your macros type diet, which mm -hmm. is going to be just a free for all, you eat whatever you want, as long as you hit these numbers, mm -hmm. candy, popcorn, ice cream, whatever it is, as long as you hit your numbers, and you're okay. And we try to really steer people in, into a direction of eating whole foods, 
when you eat whole foods, not only can you eat more, but you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you know, if you have any set of numbers, your set of numbers, my set of numbers, I can go and have Waffle House for breakfast and probably Pizza Hut for dinner and hit my numbers if I'm, you know, I mean, that would probably be pretty hard. But, you know, for you can eat fast food and junk and make it fit your macros, quote unquote. But, I mean... That's and that might work aesthetically, but that's not going to do anything for your health. And mm-hmm. it's going to be short term, right? Yeah. This is, you know, we're trying to also again just promote sustainability. Mm-hmm. So long term. So mm-hmm. yeah. I want to back up to what you were saying earlier. Um, you had mentioned, you know, your sit your struggles with sodium intakes and all this kind of stuff, and you mentioned deli meat. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an experience recently, and this is a factor of health that I've kind of begun to start paying attention to more and um i've had a different little different things you know um of experiencing this particular problem but just last week i had a particularly nasty experience where um i open up the fridge and mm-hmm. i find this pack of deli meat that's in the refrigerator mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if i bought it you know um nobody else is claiming it it's like uh maybe i I can't you know i can't remember so it you know um and i say to myself well i know this has been in here for weeks at least no (laughs) and i i mean this is this day it's like a monday um the work week is just kind of starting and the the week prior to i mean i was like top of my game like every day you know hitting the gym and mm-hmm. just getting everything done being super productive and was just looking to start this this new week off on the same leg and like just continue that momentum forward um so i reach in there it's like you know 5 30 in the morning this is the first thing i'm reaching for to, to get and i say i need to throw this away and then i was like yeah maybe i'll just eat a slice or two and see mm-hmm. see you know <laughs> And which was, I was asking for this because I will look up stuff if I don't know. And I'll be like, how long does this last? How long does this last in the refrigerator, on the counter, in the Mm -hmm. freezer? You know, for whatever reason, I was just like, yeah, what's the worst that's going to happen if I just eat one slice of this ham? So many bad things. (laughs) So many bad things. Yeah. Like my gut was wrecked for the, like the next two or three days, you know? Yeah. It was rough. And when that happens, like. People don't realize it, but when when you're just not when something's not settling in your stomach, like everything else can be fine, but you'll just you'll have less energy and you may not have the motivation to go work out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, like for me, and and for most other people, I would think you know when something like that happens, you don't really want to eat anything else because you know you're just kind of a little nauseated or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, bringing this full circle, um, gut health. You know, are, are you, do you guys em, emphasize gut health? Do you, is that something that you pay attention to a lot? Because I feel like it's something that's now being talked about mm-hmm. a lot more as part of the overall yeah. picture for health. Mm-hmm. Especially in the paleo world, it all begins in the gut. I mean, that's like everyone starts preaching there. And, and to be totally 100% honest, I really am not very well versed on leaky gut and, and that whole spectrum right. of, you know, because yeah. I don't really under i mean i understand what they say it it means but i don't even understand how it's how you're supposed to diagnose it like from a medical standpoint i don't really understand mm-hmm. how how you diagnose it and and i know how you treat it you know because i listen to podcasts all the time about switching to paleo or mm-hmm. aip or whatever type of diet plan you're following um but yeah i mean it does 
everything does kind of come full circle. If you think about the effects of, you know, you eat a food, you ate that slice of ham or whatever, and you felt all these different things. Maybe your focus was off. Maybe you're, you know, you were more fatigued than you would have Mm -hmm. been. And if you're eating these things regularly, it does change your gut bacteria, the profile of your gut bacteria. And I mean, it's, it's, it's something that I think branches into all other aspects of our life, like our symptoms in life. And we don't ever connect it to the same thing. We just think, oh, I'm tired today. Maybe I just didn't sleep enough. And while that may be true, it could also be because of something that you ate or Mm -hmm. something that you've been eating or just the way that you've been eating over time. And I mean, it does come full circle, all Mm -hmm. of the different symptoms, people that come in to the doctor's office thinking that they have, you know, ADD. And they need a, a medica- like a pill for it. Like you were saying, everybody wants a pill for something. And you tweak their nutrition and they feel better. You know, it's just, it all comes full circle, I think. But as far as the leaky, like specifically leaky gut, I'm really, I'm not well versed enough to really talk about it. I think it's interesting. I like reading about it. But I don't really, um, I don't take that, I don't think we really take that approach with our um, clients. Specifically because I think the type of people that we're working with are are not, the type of people who would even really put that information to use right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we really, I think our, the main people that we kind of end up working with are, are women who want to kind of step out of that over exercising, under eating lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And for them, if we can get them eating clean, we got yes. them <laughs> and enough protein. Cleaner, I should say cleaner, yeah. better, you know, more whole foods, less, less processed junk. Yeah. Less scared of eating fat. Less scared of eating. That's a big one, right? People think we need to get rid of the fat. I got to get it out of my diet. Yeah. When it's, it's your body functions on many different forms of uh, many different fuels, many different compounds Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and fat is a major driving one, Mm -hmm. you know, which goes back to like what you were saying, kind of the paleo diet, you know, paleo people have been big about promoting that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and it's so true you need fat and oh it's yeah it's important your body needs it and if you don't have it then you're deficient mm-hmm. you know that's yeah it's true. i run on fat yeah i, mm-hmm. I eat a lot of fat too. i do, <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. I, and i kind of you know beth we talk about paleo versus macros all the time because i kind of subscribe to more of like when you really eat pretty you know you've done a paleo challenge before with me mm-hmm. and beth really has has changed her diet a lot over the last year or so oh yeah because i used to do the if it fits your macros and just eat mm-hmm. i mean oh my gosh yeah i was i was a mess but <laughs> now that i do eat um more clean you know as a whole i feel so much better just overall yeah i feel so much better but we yeah. talk about paleo versus um macro counting all the time just because i i tend to kind of like fall toward more paleo because mm-hmm. it it is and, I, and not a very strict paleo because i'm not a rule follower i don't like following food rules but paleo is easy for me because it makes sense to me and mm-hmm. so i i would say that i eat pretty paleo you know, most of the time. And then that's kind of what I preach to people that I coach and not, I don't like to use the word paleo because I don't think that anyone should feel like they have to fall under any umbrella of food rules. But I do think that it's the one food approach that just makes the most sense to Mm me. Um, And I think that, you know, I've also suffered from a lot of digestive disorders in the past and had a lot of trial and error and trying to figure that out. And it's helped me kind of pinpoint that. So I just feel like it's a good foundation to build off of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And your body, I mean, responds really well to paleo. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, also a thing that we try to tell people is that there's not a one, I mean, macros, it's it's science based, and it's going to work. But 
as far as eating whole foods or paleo or doing, you know, 30 day detoxes or, you know, keto, there's, there's so many different approaches that you can drill down. And there's going to be something that works for one person that's not going to work for another. Mm -hmm. You know, Melissa eats pretty paleo and I eat pretty clean mostly, but I don't eat as paleo as she does. You know, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Just interesting. There's so many different approaches and, you know, what works for one person is may not work best for another person, just, you know, lifestyle wise. So, yeah. And helping people find out what works for them is really fun. Mm -hmm. And and also seeing people realize that what works for them for a little while may not be what works for them long term either. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, you know, that's part of it. You know, it takes the commitment and the time to kind of do the experimenting. You can't just flip flop around and do one thing for a week and another thing for a week. You have to give your body time to see if it really works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> so what are some, some staples of your y'all's diet? You know, what are some foods that you just feel like, I know you said Ch- apparently chicken, chicken is chicken on breast, the yeah. menu, like uh, on, on the reg. At, yeah. Every day. Yeah, every day. And zoodles. Twice Chicken a day. and zoodles she eats like every day. What I are do. zoodles? Zoodles are zucchini noodles. Zucchini noodles? Yeah, you spiralize a zucchini every day for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, so every day, I sound like, like a crazy person. Every day I have uh, like six to seven ounces of chicken for lunch and mm. zoodles with um, like cauliflower rice or some marinara sauce or salsa or something. Mm-hmm. What yeah. kind of what what kind of machine do you use to spiralize it? Is it one of those things where you set it in and then mm-hmm. push it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an spiralizer. Yeah. yeah, and then I eat a lot of sweet potatoes. Yeah, that's probably between that and and ribeyes. I'd say those are like my two. That sounds. That's awesome. what we had the other night for dinner. Yeah, we did. Yep, that's what I had for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's those are like my state. I mean, and then for breakfast, I eat um, like three eggs and then a fruit usually for for breakfast. Okay. So those yeah. are like staples, and then I I just interchange my snacks. So yeah, and you that's like a normal day for you, but like you eat other stuff too. Oh yeah, like I could eat a piece of bread. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah, I could eat a piece of bread or eat peanut butter and almond butter. It's you know it's I eat other things in order to make my macros, mm-hmm. but my staples are always for lunch and dinners. You know, a good serving of chicken or protein, and then veggies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I live on eggs pretty much. Eggs are my favorite food. I think guacamole, guacamole. Yeah, so I mean, for breakfast, pretty much every day, I have like three eggs, depending on how much fat I have. Like, I try not to overdo too much fat at one time because I could eat. I mean, if I cook my eggs in grass fed butter and I do three eggs and then I have, you know, butter coffee, butter coffee, and I mean, I could mm-hmm. eat butter. I mean, like, I could eat fat all day long. It's it. My body feels good eating that way, but I know mm. that it's really easy to overdo it too because you really, I mean, you can't have too much of it. It's like really calorically dense. So if I ate the, as much as I wanted, I'd be eating probably like an extra thousand calories a day, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I eat eggs every morning and usually um, like sweet potato hash. So just like diced up sweet potatoes. I eat sweet potatoes all the time too. Um, I do kale a lot in the morning. I like a really big breakfast. Breakfast, I like to be probably one of my biggest meals of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I usually have a banana with almond butter at some point during the day. Lunch is usually either chicken or ground turkey or ground chicken, cauliflower rice, mm-hmm. vegetable. I do a lot. I kind of rely on a lot of steamable bags of veggies because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I really don't like meal prepping. So if I can throw in a bag of steamable broccoli and be done with it, that's mm-hmm. pretty easy. Um, dinner varies a lot, but we do a lot of fish at my house and we do steaks a lot and chicken and kind of you kind of find out what you like and then you find out different ways to put it together, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how, but, but I would say 80, 20, I usually do on the weekends. I'm a little more forgiving of myself. You know, I'll have like fish tacos or something, mm-hmm. which isn't perfectly paleo, but, um, something like that. I don't always follow super paleo on the weekends, but I do try to eat, you know, I try not to eat just crap. I try not to do that. Mm-hmm. What are, what are some of your, um, cheat snacks or like if you're going to break, you know, break your rules. A burger. Burger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even if I can find a gluten-free bun, which would technically kind of make it paleo. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, would eat a, I would eat a pretzel bun if I could find one. Um, yeah, I'll eat a burger. I love burgers. Burgers are probably my favorite food. Yeah. Um, so if I like, and if it's got to be a good burger, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to quote unquote cheat for a crappy burger. Crap. Yeah. And I love pizza and tacos. Mm-hmm. I'll eat, yeah, I'll eat bread. I like that too. Yeah. For, but it's, again... It's going to be quality stuff. I'm right. not going to, you know, go down to, not to name any names, but I'm not going to go down to like some like chain pizza store and just get a pizza to go just because mm-hmm. I need that. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. go to a, like a legit pizza place and have a good pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not an entire pizza, <laughs> I should say. But, yeah. you know, yeah, we, like if you're going to have something you know, it should be quality food. And that's the difference. Like that's the difference is that back before we made this change, we were eating little Caesars pizza multiple times a week. Oh yeah. And an entire pizza. Fast food. And that's the difference. Like you don't, if you're going to have that food and you're going to enjoy it and you're not going to eat that way every day, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm Yeah. You shouldn't have food guilt. Like you should be able to eat that and enjoy it and then move on. Mm -hmm. Like just because you have like quote unquote one cheat meal, it doesn't mean you have to have like a, like a landslide of a day and like it avalanched into like a horrible weekend. Like you can have one meal that's, you know, maybe quote unquote cheating or out of the norm and then move on. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like to live by the 80, 20 rule. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say I subscribe to that, but pretty inadvertently that's what I end up doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just easy. It's, and you don't, you don't just because you go out for one meal and you have whatever you want doesn't mean that, you know, and it for some people it does. So, so sometimes it is kind of a slippery slope for some people. Um, they, we have you have abstainers and you have moderators. You know, when it comes to food, mm-hmm. and I kind of can't figure out where I fit in there because sometimes I do if I make it a, too much of a habit of eating those types of meals too regularly. I mean, every I'm, there's still a food a- addict in me somewhere. You know, oh yeah. And so you do have to be kind of careful. And for a lot of people, they do have to abstain for a long time so they don't fall down that slippery slope. But that's part of the process. And that's part of the lifestyle change is like learning how to to do that every now and then and not go crazy Mm -hmm. and not fall off the quote unquote wagon. I hate Mm -hmm. that saying so much, Mm -hmm. but people use it all the time and it's kind of true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of controversy around things like wheat and grain products. I was wondering what y'all's thoughts on that was. That is, that is so funny that you asked that question. I was reading about this today. Um, what do you think, Beth? I'm not. I mean, I, I'll eat. You know, like I said, I'll eat. I'll eat bread. You know, and I have. I have grains. I don't. I don't have any. 
you know, belly issues or any ish, you know, as far as health issues that I know about directly related to grains or, you know, anything. So if I eat it sparingly and I feel okay, then I'm fine with it. Mm -hmm. And that's just for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's I'm I do okay with it. So, yeah, Yeah, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it a little bit because for a long time, whenever I was really getting into paleo, I was like full speed ahead and I was doing it all. I was avoiding gluten. I was avoiding, you know, most dairy, which is a good thing for me anyway, because I really don't do well with dairy. But I was really like all in with paleo. And then I would have, you know, quote unquote, cheat meals every now and then. And it would have gluten in it and I would feel fine, you know, other than like obvious fatigue and just like grossness after having a meal that like is not ideal for me. Other than that, I never, it never like really messed with my stomach. And I did paleo because I was having some really bad stomach issues and I was trying to pinpoint where they were coming from. And it's kind of crazy because I'm not one of those people with a gluten sensitivity. And there are a lot of people out there with gluten sensitivities. I think that that's a real thing. And I do think that it is one of those products. And I mean, one of those foods, just like dairy is one of those foods that there are a lot of people who don't tolerate it well. And so if, if you're one of those people, then no, it shouldn't be a regular part of your diet. But if you can eat high quality grains, like, you know, of course, if you can take the processed really crappy stuff out, um, like, you know, our like white bread. I was and, just going to say like bunny bread, yeah. bunny bread and, you know, <clears throat> honey buns are gluten. You know what I mean? Oh, like if you can yeah. take the crap out and you can be left with, you know, like quinoa, quinoa doesn't bother my stomach at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you can digest it and you feel well while you're eating it, I yeah, think brown that's rice. Fine. I mean, if you, yeah, if you can have something that doesn't affect you, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And br- brown rice is kind of funny because most people assume that brown rice is better than white rice. And the only difference between brown rice and white rice is that brown rice has the whole. So in more terms fiber. of mm-hmm. it does have more fiber and it might have might have some more vitamins and minerals. But from like a nutritional standpoint, like from a macronutrient standpoint, if you're trying to get carbs in, it's kind of better to just have the white rice because it's easier on your stomach. Your stomach doesn't have to digest it as much. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things like white rice has always gotten such a bad rap. And for what reason? I mean, it doesn't have a ton of nutritional value other than carbohydrates. But if you need carbohydrates to fuel Mm -hmm. and you're having trouble getting them, it's a great source. Mm. So it's just one of those things where I feel like um, it's just so personal. That's why I don't like to use the term paleo too much, because if you look in a paleo textbook, it's going to say, hey, don't eat this. Don't eat that. Don't eat this. Mm -hmm. White potatoes are fine for me. I have no problems digesting white potatoes. A paleo police officer would tell you not to have them but Avoid them. Yeah, yeah but i mean that's those are the kind of things where i um find myself kind of pulling away from paleo a little bit more because i think that every person's body is so different and if you look at like humans over the course of history we've all eaten different things based on our regions and where we come from you know the mediterranean diet is one thing and italians are able to eat a different you know different spectrum of foods and and you know you look at um, Asian country, like people from Asian from Asia who have been eating starches forever and ever and ever, and they're fine. So it's just about you know where people are derived from, what their intest, mm-hmm. their you know what your digestive history is like. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all very personal to the person. I think that if you can start from a foundation of something like paleo and figure out what works best for you. Sure, you may find that you have a gluten intolerance and that grains and are, grains and gluten is not going to be an option for you, but you may find that you do just fine with them. Mm-hmm. So you think dairy is okay too? You think in moderation if it's not bothering you? And 
I think if it's a good, so I don't do very much dairy because I just don't tolerate it well. But if, but I have found over like time and experimentation that if I do a really good quality, like grass fed goat's milk or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, goat's milk cheese, that will not bother my stomach as bad as like a really highly processed, crappy quality cheese would. Mm -hmm. And so I think it kind of comes down to the same thing. It's quality of food too. You're, you're taking in whatever the animal is taking in. So if that animal was treated really well and fed really well, it's product is going to be better for you than this other one who was force fed grain and corn Mm -hmm. or whatever. So, um, if I think, I mean, dairy, the only other reason to be afraid of dairy, if it's a high quality dairy would be saturated fat. So no, I think it's fine because I think saturated fat is fine. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, again, it's just person to person. I can't do that much dairy, but you know, if if it's a high quality dairy, I think it's great. Yeah. It's a great source of protein and fat. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's another part of, you know, it, why restrict something that you don't have to restrict? You know, we're trying to promote to people, you know, that you don't have to live a life full of restriction and, you know, being uncomfortable and, and only eating just, you know, five foods and that's it for the rest of your life. Um, you know, I, I agree. I think that if dairy doesn't affect you negatively and it's high quality, then there's no reason to not to not be able to have something mm-hmm. like that. I feel like if you ask yourself the question, okay, if you say, I can't eat that, and someone asks you why, if you can really answer that question with a good, solid, researched like question, answer that relates to you and your body, fine. Mm-hmm. But if you can't answer it, then maybe you need to rethink why you've subscribed to that rule. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that is what causes dogma when it comes to nutrition and um misinformation too i mean really and and there's a lot of misinformation out there none of us know everything you know but we we're all here and we have to figure out what's going to work best for us while we're here Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where that's my stance on it Mm -hmm. i really try to stay away from hard and fast food rules you know yeah yeah it can be tough because people develop camps for you know Mm kind of going back what we were talking about earlier people develop camps and they really kind of drive in uh, the points of what you can and can't do yeah. because they want to they want to create a parameter for their thing so that people will right. join and subscribe mm-hmm. to it and all that kind of stuff. Um, which, as a result, you know we've from a scientific standpoint um, with those um, niche communities, we've probably learned a lot from people who groups of people ha- who have adopted and strictly gone by those things. But um, I'm kind of happy to see now it seems like we're starting to pull back and, and broaden the field of, of yeah. what's okay mm-hmm. and and where moderation comes, where, where right. moderation fits in. You know, well, you were saying on- something about Mark Sisson, too. And, you know, he, he was kind of one of the first paleo people, primal eater people. Mm-hmm. And everyone in that community, Rob Wolf and Diane Sanfilippo, these are all people that I really look up to and I really enjoy their books. And I think that the information they're putting out is great. And that's what I really like about that kind of part of it is that they are trying to like, they're saying the same thing. They're basically saying, you know, Oh, maybe we spoke too soon about this is what you can't have. And this is what you can't have. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's time for us to reevaluate why we made these decisions or why, um, you know, this has been a hard and fast rule and, and reevaluate what it looks like on a bio individual level. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Does Mark Sesson do his own podcast? 
I only read his blogs. I, I only read his blogs, but I would imagine he his does. blogs yeah. are great though. I would think that he has his own podcast. I mean, everyone does, right? We have yeah. one. We have one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would be surprised well, if he doesn't. He, I'm asking here, and like, I've got. We the, all have I've technology in front of us. We have the internet. Mark session. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you listen to Balanced Bites at all? Balanced Bites. No. Yeah, that is Diane San Filippo and Liz Wolf, and they both. Um, Diane San Filippo is the author of Practical Paleo. What's her name one more time? Um, Diane San Filippo. San Filippo. Filippo, yeah. Don't ask me how to spell that. I'll find out. Um, is Liz Wolf, is that any relation to Rob Wolf? Or? No, actually, no? it's okay. not. But she wrote Eat the Yolks, and her that entire book is Fighting the Lie of, of Fat. Okay. So that's a really great read if you haven't read that one, too. Okay. Mark? The Primal Blueprint Podcast. Okay. Okay. Learning. Look, we're learning new things. That's right. Every day. I'll have to subscribe to it. Yeah, I just subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll check that out later. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, the balance... You, you He's probably- so cool. He's like the dude, you know? Mm-hmm. He's just this... Uh, just seems like such a balanced guy. Looks like he wakes up, has a, a juice, a, you know, a juice he makes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then goes surfing and yeah. does yoga. What so a life. Yeah. 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 I want to um, work until I can afford to do that. Right. That's my mm-hmm. dream life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that's... get up and go get a green juice from the cute place in the corner, and mm-hmm. go do yoga, and then write a little bit about what you know. <laughs> that you sounds know, awesome. <laughs> you know, kind of rehash the song. I mean, he does a phenomenal job of taking legitimate resource, like going through the research, um, and and just all that's out there, and and linking it into his works, and um, is very honest about what. Where, where that moderation thing comes in yeah you know you know he's i don't feel like he's set in stone in a lot of ways like he's a guy who evolves with mm-hmm. it you know and that's what's that's what's so important like i don't think i don't understand how you can be considered a like these people that we're talking about that are resources for us for nutrition and 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 real nutrition i don't under i don't know how you can consider yourself a resource if you're not willing to to evolve with what you know knowledge is i mean you have to keep learning and you have to keep researching and you have to keep you know making decisions for yourself about things Mm -hmm. you can't just you know if we if we just took facts at face value we would still be afraid of fat even though you know yeah you can't just bury your head in the sand right i mean how how many years did americans think that fat was bad for us because the government told us that we should or I mean, the sugar companies paid them exactly, off. Exactly. There yeah. was recently nobody looked into that. Yeah, I heard recently um, things. They got paid York, off. Yeah, New York Times I think did an article or something like that about how in the 1940s or 50s they paid them off and and you know got them to state that what was it saturated fats were the yeah. evil ones. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why. Well, actually, their most recent article in the in in that magazine was a. Re- was basically a revision of the one that they posted whenever that information came out decades ago. Oh, okay. Because they the old um, cover of the magazine was like two eggs and a bacon making a sad face. Oh, yeah. And that's how they announced to the whole world that saturated fat was the biggest enemy. And so they oh. recently did like a revision to that article about it. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting. Eat the Yolks talks all about that whole um, chapter of like FDA history. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, and that's, 
who there's probably other information out there that we are misled by now. I mean, we you just have to keep reading and you have to mm-hmm. keep learning and you mm-hmm. have to keep mm-hmm. your mind open. Be open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yep. I love how fast things are changing. Mm-hmm. Like I know for a lot of people, it's kind of a scary thing or whatever. But I mean, we're truly becoming the hive mind. And like when when things like this happen, like collectively, we're more sensitive and more aware to it. Yeah. You know, we have our own consciousness residing within us and our own knowledge and information. But when you start doing things like involving the Internet, which is this non-tangible thing, just like consciousness is, and you start, you know, putting these conversations out there or putting blogs out there about all this kind of stuff and people are connected to it, it's like this it's like a hive mind and it's like we're all getting in tune with it so it's going to be a lot harder in the future i think for people to pull the wool over your eyes where oh, yeah. mm-hmm. money and corporations to take the precedent over what uh what becomes our standard of what we think's okay and everything yeah we have this like we have this ability to build communities on our own now like in a mm-hmm. way that we didn't before and i mean like before, how would you get a book published? Like you would really have to work hard to get a book published. But I mean, not to say that anyone can get a book published now, but I mean, if you pretty much anyone can can get a book published now, I mean, you can pay to have your book published. And if you have, you know, enough of a community, people will read it. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about, you know, being able to move your information. and, And if you have enough support and enough reputable people supporting you, then you have the ability to reach a lot of people with what you're doing because of the internet mm-hmm. and you don't have to mm-hmm. have any other power. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. It starts to freak me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's so much money out there and usually corporations are the ones holding it down. Mm-hmm. But when you have all these people that can work independently through social media and just gain followings, it's like that money's getting dispersed, Yeah, you know, to all these independent parties. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, you could write a book and, independently publish it on you can get it put it on amazon i was just gonna say yeah you could be on amazon yeah and charge eight dollars for an an Mm ebook you know um and you know it it goes to the individual as opposed to going through middlemen and agents Mm -hmm. and and all this kind of stuff um my next guest robbie d'angelo he's an author um of health and a health and nutritional book and i'm i'm curious to pick his brain on that kind of stuff but um one of the books that i have up here in my little library um like that one there how to live in a car a van or an rv i mean mm-hmm. that guy is just some guy who <laughs> who i mean that was published like i don't know maybe two years ago mm-hmm. but he's just a guy who travels around the country and it's just a book on minimalism basically and it just talks about um, the the way he did it, and he talks about the resources that are available now today in today's age, um, using the internet and um, you know public land that's free to the public and um, just different things. And it's 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 like a how to book, but it's from his perspective. It's like his journey and a how to yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that some you know old older gentleman just <laughs> did. You know, and um, you know it, and makes a little bit of money off of it to kind of keep himself going or whatever and supplies me with knowledge Mm -hmm. for, you know, or anybody who wants to uh, adopt a minimalist lifestyle and to travel, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's for work or for the sake of recreation. Um, and, um, and I've got another book of that's a travel book. That's like that from a guy. I mean, it's really like, you can tell he didn't have an editor, you know, (laughs) there are some really funky, uh, sentences and stuff, but, 
but that's cool. I mean, yeah. it's just part of the, the way things are. Yeah, he made it happen. I think that's cool. Yeah, he made it happen. He did yeah, it. It's like know? a paperback zine. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would add to the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, all that's the neat. little imperfections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that it's empowering people to go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing is this empowerment that we feel with the possibility of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we would never just the fact that there are all these different platforms. I mean, publishing a book, creating mm-hmm. a newsletter. I mean, there's mm-hmm. people there's people out there that do that. I mean, bloggers that literally don't do anything but write about things like are making a living sharing information. It's just crazy. Like you just have to have this empowered moment where you realize that there's nothing that's separating you and the rest of the world to be that person that's sharing information and then you just do it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Like we wouldn't be sitting here, the three of us in this room, we wouldn't know each other mm-hmm. or we wouldn't be talking to each other if we, if we didn't decide at one point to just become empowered and to do something and create something out of nothing. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see here. I wanted to ask you guys, uh, since we're all hyped up on the energy, we're feeling it here. <laughs> um, do you guys coffee or energy drinks? Or oh, drinks? coffee. <laughs> coffee. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Coffee. Yeah. yeah. Energy yeah. drinks, not so much. But some, I mean, sometimes, I mean, depending on what it is. Yeah, I have a lot of natural you ever energy use, drinks. Do you ever use uh, coffee as like a pre-workout? Yeah, that's pretty much what mm-hmm. I use as a pre-workout. Okay. Cool. I do. Um, I mean, I have coffee in the morning, obviously, because life. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then I usually have a coffee. I go to. I work out at, after work, so usually right about five thirty. And I always have a coffee at about four, four, four-ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. four thirty. And I do coffee in the morning before work. I do coffee at work, and then I usually do like a shot or two of espresso during the day. And then coffee mm-hmm. in between all those coffees. <laughs> <laughs> Love coffee. Yeah, just yeah. black. We're coffee plain, people. Plain coffee. That's what I like. Cool. Or butter coffee. Well, yeah. I, well, Beth, I do. Beth doesn't like butter coffee. I don't. It's voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I can't subscribe to it. I've tried. I, I can't do it. I, I was doing it for a couple months. I was I was doing um, coffee for a little bit, and I've since kind of gotten off coffee. Like, I was never a coffee drinker, and then I kind of got into it for a little bit. And um, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get back into it, but black tea is usually what i go for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'll put black tea um uh or butter in a black tea with uh like a little bit of organic cinnamon and some black molasses that sounds good yeah okay. un- unsulfured black molasses it has the lowest sugar content of all the uh syrupy stuff like maple and honey mm-hmm. and all that and then i think it has the most um uh, vitamins and minerals compared to other and because it's a really dark syrup you know it kind of gives it a thicker bolder taste yeah so it like kind of deeper flavor yeah so it kind of it is I, it like smoky tasting kind of um because it's of the, really the i have some in here i'll let you try it but it's really i don't know i've never there's not a lot that i could compare it to it's just see i would be willing to try thing. that i don't know i i wanted to i really wanted to like butter coffee i did mm-hmm. i just i couldn't do it i can't i can't I like it still. I just, like I said, I could eat fat all day long. Yeah, so I mean, it became a problem. Like I was having that <laughs> and I was also having like three eggs cooked in, you know, grass-fed, grass-fed butter. butter. Yeah. And then yeah. like my every, it was just like bacon. Like it yeah. was just too much. Yeah. yeah. I had, it's either like one or the other for me and I would rather eat food. Heck yeah. Yep. But that sounds good. Do you have to brew your tea really strong to make that work? Mm. 
No. Not really. No. It's interesting. I have I've never even thought of like buttered tea. And I put turmeric in it too. Yeah. A little bit of turmeric and that makes it even bolder. Mm-hmm. Gives it that sharp taste. People are doing doing turmeric in their uh butter coffee a lot now. Mm-hmm. It's big. People are even doing butter bone broth now. Really? Mm-hmm. Butter That's everything. becoming a thing. I mean, yep. You can't ruin anything by putting butter in it. No, no, I just want to eat food. I don't want to drink. I don't want to drink my fat. I want to eat it. Yeah. 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 I feel you there. <laughs> I need to I need to get back into the the butter thing though and mm-hmm. putting it in the coffee or the tea rather. It's a good way. Um as far as like eggs and in big breakfast in the morning recently I've been doing um like egg muffins mm-hmm. and um just ground beef patties. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in biscuits. I'm, I'm a sucker for biscuits. Like, um, I'm try to be mindful of the, the wheats and things like that, uh, grains and all, but yeah, I, you just can't beat like pulling out a biscuit and a ground beef patty and you biscuits know. are one of those things that fall into my 20 of my 80, 20. Yeah, right. <laughs> those would be allowed in yeah. every yep. now and then butter You're... on the biscuit and man, do you ever go to the greenhouse on Porter? Mm-hmm. That's they usually when biscuits. biscuits enter my life. Yeah. Yep. They're good. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those things, like, you know, they're probably better than biscuits that you find other places. You mm-hmm. know, they make them there. Mm-hmm. So it makes me feel a little bit better yep. about it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds... I'm just a breakfast person, though. I'll eat breakfast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I oh, know, right? Oh, mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like Ron Swanson when it comes to breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about breakfast. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, ladies, this has been a fantastic yeah, conversation. Been fun. Thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah, of course. It, uh, one of the big things that got me was the fact that you guys did a podcast, and so you may be the first uh, guest I've ever had who who do another podcast. Oh, so that in itself was cool. was enough for me to you know want to have you on. Yeah. But I love that you guys. You're, I mean, you're so involved, you know, and you're you're back and forth with each other. I mean, just shows your chemistry that y'all have kind of developed with your own podcast. So, uh, so thanks. Thanks yeah. for doing this. We this should have you on our podcast. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll That'd set it up. Yeah. I'll get, my, awesome. I'll get my agent on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my agent's Beth. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we should, we'll do that soon. We'll set up something because I want, I have questions for you too. Sure. Now. Yeah. But I guess we'll save that for our podcast. Well, that, that'd be a great way to uh, turn the table because, uh, yeah, I don't think I've been on anybody else's podcast. Are you either, serious? So have you never so. been interviewed? On another um, podcast? I don't think so. No, I know I, don't, I haven't. Mm-mm. All right. Well, we're, yeah. give me a second to get my studio looking right. Yeah, Fly. Yeah. yeah. I'll I will send you some uh, some links to some some stuff to get like these uh, these base traps or whatever. You know? I can't make any promises, but we'll, <laughs> well, we'll it's, try. It's what's good. the yeah? What's the timeline? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, we'll have to have you on yeah, Mantras yeah. and Macros. Sure, anytime. Yeah. I'd be happy to do it. And and tell people where uh, where they can go to kind of follow along with you. Uh, you know your website and and social media stuff. Where can they find you? Where's the good places? Uh, well, Mantras and Macros dot com. So M A N T R A S A N D M A C R O S. No underscores or anything weird like that. But um, so that's our website. That's our blog too. I try to blog a little bit. There's um, links to everything else that's on the website. You can find our Instagram and our Facebook on there. But on Instagram, we're pretty active on Instagram. That's kind of where um, I. That's kind of where we connect with people the most. And that's uh, mantras underscore and macros. Cool. And I will link that to the uh, Coastal Noise uh, webpage so that you can uh, go straight there from it. So, 
Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again. This yeah, has been thanks, a lot of Stephanie. fun. This is it's fun. always fun, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is great. We always start out all nervous and, and then it ends up being totally fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And I knew you guys would be a natural for it. So. <laughs> thanks. You're you're already pros that you know what to do. You just come in and you just go. You, you just know? talk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You just talk until you can't talk anymore. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Awesome. All right, y'all. Well, uh, if you want to hear more nutritional stuff, uh, please tune back in for when uh, Robbie D'Angelo comes on, author of The Struggle is Real and Nutritional Coach and uh, all around cool, cool guy. So uh, we're going to just kind of feed off. This is a week of nutrition and wellness. Uh, really exciting stuff. Um, as you can tell, um, you know, talking with people who are passionate about it, it's, it makes for a great conversation and it's just... Um, gets you rubbed up you know makes you want to go out there right really now does. and throw yes. some weights around and yeah. eat some eat some bacon so <laughs> <Woo>! yeah <laughs> exactly throw so, weights around and eat bacon Heck yes yeah. indeed life yeah. yep all right y'all till next time